0: And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seed Rail.
1: Hey boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya.
2: I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren.
1: And I'm Aaron Illich. Alright, it is Christmas time. Two more days until Christmas. and Then Santa Claus is coming to town. Wah, 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 wah. Hey, how are you guys feeling? I I know you guys uh, missed last week, and I know you were saying that you were going to come. I didn't give you a heads up because I heard how sick you were. Uh, That's why I just didn't even worry about it. But how are you feeling now?
2: Feeling a little bit better. Yeah. I got just worried about getting sick again because I have to have a fan to sleep with. So hopefully I don't get sick again. I should be good.
1: If it gets too bad, then we'll turn on the, the, um, the fuck. What is that called?
2: Ceiling fan? Ceiling fan. No, I'm talking about, like, because I have to have a fan to sleep with. Because uh-huh. of the
1: noise. Because
2: I have to have that noise. So, like, every night I'm worried I'm going to get, like, worse.
1: Oh, okay, I get you. So
2: I made mom give me her... She bought a little heater and fan in one. I made her trade me. So I turn on the heater until I get too hot, and then I turn the fan on.
1: Um, Yeah, but that's why I didn't... I, I Well, first I read on Facebook that, you know, you were sick. It and,
2: was a weird sick, too. It was like... Woke up, sore throat, like fever. I was like a little bit of fever. I was like okay. And then the next day, projectile vomiting. Really? Like I literally got super. I all I got up. I took my Chantix. I took some vitamin C. I drank water, and I felt started feeling nauseous. I was like, Mom, I'm, I'm nauseous. She's like, Here, eat these crackers. Like, help you feel better. I ate two and a half crackers, and that was it. It was like in the bathroom. <laughs>
1: Now, was this before or after you decided to quit smoking?
2: This is during.
1: Oh, this is the process.
2: And then, <coughs> while I was taking my, I, uh, you had to take the Chantix for a while. I've been taking it for a while. You smoke while you take it at first for like eight days. Right. Then the next day, my stomach, I had stomach troubles, I'll just say that. It was horrifying. And the next day, I had a really high fever. And then today, I woke up again with a sore throat. I'm like, I don't understand this. This is like the weirdest cold ever.
3: Yeah, now I got it, so. It sounds like the flu
1: more than cold.
2: Well, whatever it was, it's weird. It was weird. Like, usually, you know, you have your symptoms that one time and they go away. Right. Well, I get a new symptom every day and then one goes away, so I don't understand it.
1: Um, you also posted something on Facebook um, about somebody. Now, is there a possibility that somebody might be listening to this podcast? Because curiosity is killing me. I really want to know about your post.
2: Um, I wish she was listening to the podcast, because then she'd know how irritated I am with her. But
1: okay, so let's let's take it from the top.
2: That was there's this girl, and I'm not going to say her name, but she bugs the holy living shit out of me because every day she has a new boyfriend, and she has to tell me about how much in love they are, and then tell and like I'll literally sit there and like listen to her talk to these guys and tell them, oh, you're gonna ma- this. They've known each other for like two days. You're gonna marry me. You're gonna propose. Guys do not like to hear shit like that. Mm-mm. And then guess what? A they week, run off. A week later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not talking to this person anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say single next day. <laughs> I got a boyfriend. Because she'll say, I kind of have a boyfriend. I'm, I'll tell people, I'm like, apparently he doesn't know he's her boyfriend yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I just can't do it anymore. Like, it irritates the whole living shit out of me every day. Known this girl since May, and she's had like 20 boyfriends. That they probably didn't even know they were her boyfriend. She's psychotic, and she's obsessed, and she just needs to stop.
1: Wow. Uh, the end. <laughs> so why did you have to go to school on Sunday?
2: No. Oh,
1: you were just talking. Oh, talk- it's
2: because uh, one of my my friends, uh, she moved to San Francisco, and she gives her a ride home. Well, she moved to San Francisco, so who's left to give her the ride home? Me. Oh, really? Because she lives right there by uh, Burger King.
1: Oh, right up here? Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
2: So I'm just like, I have to go to school tomorrow and she's going to, and she does this shit. She won't talk to you all day and then 15 minutes before school ends, can I get a ride with you? And that pisses me off too. You're not going to talk to me all day and then you're going to come up to me and ask for a ride at the end of the day? Yeah. Fucking get a car. Get a license. Shouldn't have had DUI.
1: Oh, is that what happened?
2: Yeah, that's why she can't get a license.
1: Fucking people. Well, are you ready for Christmas? I guess. You got a Christmas list? You getting something? No. So in the ass.
2: I got a box to put my stuff in for school.
1: Okay. That 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 is the married Christmas life, just to let you know.
2: And he got me something. I don't know what it is yet. I got him all kinds. Of... Okay, we went to freaking Walmart to go Christmas shopping, right? Because I had a little bit of money. Uh-huh and I go in there, and, like, I know who I got to buy for, what and, like, I just figure out, pick out stuff. When I – we were in there for an hour and a half. By the time I got in line to leave, he was still looking for me something. I was like, is it that freaking hard to find me something?
3: I was, like, trying not to show her what I was going to get her because I didn't want to get in line when she was in line because then that would but be – But even at that,
2: even that, when I left, like, he – Yeah, I got when, I, when my, I got
3: in line, uh-huh. there was 10 people ahead of me. And literally, they they people were cutting. No, there was like thirty people in line. I'm
2: saying what I'm saying is like when I went to get into line to check out, he didn't have anything in his hand. He's like, he didn't, and it took him forever. I was like, I will never take him shopping by himself again because he takes forever to pick out something.
1: That's a guy thing. I guess it takes
3: forever for me. Uh, Well, it's like a combination of that, and like I knew what I was gonna get her, but I was trying to look for other things. And every other thing that I was looking at was, like, for little kids or teenagers. Like, who the f- a grown woman to me doesn't need to fucking have a shitty little fucking makeup brush with, a, like, a hairbrush and some fucking $2 eyeshadow and fucking—no. <laughs> uh, to me, that's, like, retarded.
2: Well, I didn't want that anyway, but— Exactly. Still.
1: Uh, I still got to shop. I got to do—I got to shop. That's all I can say. Um, all right. Well, I figured since this is Christmas time and our whole skit is about weird stuff, so I was doing some searching on Huffington Post because that's where we pull m- most of our content from. Mm. Um, you know, just interesting things about Christmas. And I think I have enough content to fill. If we wanted to go three hours, I think we could have enough content and still have some leftovers. There's a lot of shit in there. Before
2: you start, I got I to talk about Kanye really fast. Okay, go for it. So, I came across this article... This is like,
1: Kanye West, by the way. Yeah. Okay, go for it.
2: Came across... Let me see your phone. Can I see your phone? Or something that... I don't have my phone on me. What is that?
1: Is it... <clears throat> What's... Oh, well, are you going to look it up?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to, like... Kinda, I, cause I don't know by heart. But anyways, so I came across the article and... It basically says that Kanye, that well, this police officer who's like an internet sensation wrote Kanye West a letter. Okay. Kanye West, look, Kanye West, a letter. Right. And I was like, okay, so I'm reading it, and basically Kanye was talking in an interview about how he he said, I believe.
1: Oh, it's on the the router. I don't have it.
2: Let me said something along the lines of like you know, uh, being a celebrity on stage is hard and I put myself in danger all the time. It's kind of like being a police officer, being in a war or something.
3: Really? Yeah, he was trying to portray his job as being... Being as
2: dangerous as being in being yeah. a freaking military What person. he
3: What he... Almost what exactly he said was, oh yeah, it's it's tough being a celebrity because he was on stage uh, being on this, this mountain that lifted him on the stage yeah. and he said, you know, it's tough being a he could, solic-
2: he could have fallen. Off uh, he could
3: have fallen off and died, and he didn't. He wouldn't know how people would react to that. I would have cheered.
2: Right. So this guy basically writes him a letter, and he's like, "It's really funny. I wish I could read it."
1: But what does the guy say? It's on the Huffington Post, I believe, actually.
2: No, no. That's not where I found it, maybe it is. Check.
1: Okay, and what is the? What's the article name?
2: I don't remember. I found it on Facebook.
1: It's uh, Kanye.
2: Kanye West.
1: How do you spell that? C or K?
2: A Y N E.
1: West. Okay, folks, we're just checking this out real fast here.
2: Sorry, but I, I think it's it's pretty funny. The first part is pretty funny.
3: I laughed through the whole thing. I was making tamales and messing shit up. You made tamales?
2: He warmed them.
3: Yeah. Me and mom
2: made tamales. (laughs) He warmed the tamales.
1: Let's see. I don't want to
2: look at another tamale for a while, man. I'm sick.
3: Ugh. Well, you ate about two dozen of them.
2: But you have to try and make sure they're done. You got to test them to make sure they're not poisonous.
3: (laughs) Okay. Did
2: you find it?
1: I think so. Uh, excuse me. I'm still, I'm actually still getting over bronchitis. Oh. Okay. That's why I'm like hawking and Lugian and. Lugian. So is it police chief David Oliver yes. lays down the law on.
2: Yeah. That's it.
1: Kanye West. <clears throat> We're getting into that voice now. All right, kids, sit back. Here we go. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Uh, Okay, seriously. A small-town American police chief opens a letter to rapper Kanye West has gone viral, in which the chief labels the star as ignorant and suggests he should abandon his career as a musician and join the military.
2: Does it have the actual letter?
1: Oh, yes, it does.
2: Yeah, it's the letter. It's the best part.
1: Okay. It says, Dear Kanye West, I am honored to be writing such an important star. I am a mere internet sensation. I am not sure I am worthy to address you, although the Huffington Post said did say I was humorous and insanely popular. I don't pay much attention to those things. Anyway, please excuse my interference in your life for a quick second. I, I read your interview... And also watched it on on video. You said, and this is a quote from Kanye. I'm uh, I'm just giving of my body on the stage and and putting my life at risk, literally. And uh, I I think about it. I think about it. My family and I, I'm like, wow. This <laughs> I do a pretty good Kanye, don't I? <laughs> This is th- this is like being a police officer or something, in war or something. I want to thank you for putting your life on the line <laughs> for all of us every day. I know that being a rapper is tough work. I have tried to rap, and it is very difficult to keep up with the pulse of the rhyme flow. <laughs> Although, when Ice Ice Baby comes on the radio, I can... Usually keep up with old vanilla, anywho your job is just <clears throat> is just some very dangerous work. Most people don't consider if you're a rapper really fa- or if you rap really fast without a chance t- to inhale, you could pass out and hit your head right. <laughs> that's classic is there more
2: yeah that's all it has yeah it goes into there's another, there's another half to it.
1: Let's see if I can find it, okay, let's see the second half uh which says the the last paragraph was covered in sarcasm, it says, "I am letting you know just so you don't or you do not think I agree with your very ignorant assessment of your career, and in parentheses it says, or any other performer as it relates to a person in the military or a police officer's service, you, sir." are a misguided as they come. <clears throat> I let's see I do have a suggestion for you. Since you are accustomed to danger from your life as an international rapper, I strongly encourage you immediately abandon the career as a superstar and join the military. After joining, I would like you to volunteer to deploy to Afghanistan or one of the numerous other forward locations where our men and women are currently serving. When when the Taliban start <laughs> shooting at you, per, perhaps you could stand up and let the words flow. It could be something like, I'm Kanye West wearing a flank jacket. I'm sure they would just drop their weapons and surrender. You could, <laughs> hold on, are you listening to this or did you need me? Okay. <clears throat> you could p- quite possibly end all wars just from the enemies being starstruck. That let's see. Is Oh yes, there's more. Your line of thinking is part of the problem in the world today, which includes entertainers entertainers thinking they are something more than just entertainers. I know it's It is supply and demand, and the demand for your service is high. I get economics. What I do not get is you ever comparing what you do for a living to our heroic military members who are always in harm's way, and my brother and sister's police officers who have to go to work carrying weapons and wearing a bulletproof vest to protect themselves. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, Chief Oliver. That's classic,
2: right? <laughs> right? I like the whole put down your weapon and rap, and they'll, <laughs> you'll end all wars.
1: Get up there! I, I'm a creative. Ge- I'm a creative genius. I, I'm Kanye. I, I'm a creative. He's genius. an idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh! <clears throat> that just it, it boggles a person's mind. What? You know, okay, fine. You you could possibly fall off, but chances are there's he was probably strapped to some type of gear to be secure. You know,
2: you got that comparing yourself to being a freaking cop or like- yeah,
1: but I mean that's that that's what I was getting to is that that was a one time thing. Yeah, the cop or especially in military. There is... It's not just a one-time thing. It's, it's a It's a, a second. Yeah. Every second there's possible danger that you could... In- no, I don't get... <sighs> I say we just get rid of him. Get rid of his...
3: I, I say we... Everybody in America should volunteer to ship him out to Afghanistan. I'm serious. Get rid of the problem. I don't prime. know how he
2: has fans.
3: Me neither. I really I don't. don't.
2: He's so ignorant. People... There's people that are more ignorant than he is. So. And
3: those are the people that listen to
1: him. It, I don't know. It's unbelievable. Let's get into some fun stuff. All right. Okay, the old school song, The 12 Days of Christmas, My True Love brought to Me. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody got bored. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how much would that shit cost in today's world? So, if you were to go and buy all twelve gifts, right, mm-hmm. starting with uh, a partridge and a, and a partridge and a pear tree, mm. and ending one partridge and a pear tree, and ending with twelve drummers drumming. So you know, just quite a few. In today's market, it would cost you. Take a guess. Over a million dollars. No, not that much. Uh, close. No
2: hundred thousand
1: really close
2: ninety
1: nine no up.
2: hundred twenty hundred ten I don't know.
1: Aaron hundred fifty No one hundred and seven thousand three hundred dollars.
2: How the hell are you gonna be like I'm trying to find somebody I need, I need a eight maids of milking. How, how much will that cost me?
1: I'm glad you asked because I actually have the breakdown. Oh my God. And of course this it, this comes from the Huffington Post. It says prices of items in the Christmas carol 12 days of Christmas according to the PNC wealth management. A partridge 15 bucks. 15 bucks, little man, put that shit in, in my, my hand. hand. And it was and if you don't <laughs> pay
2: if that money doesn't show then you, then then owe, you me, owe me, owe me,
1: oh. oh. My jungle love. Oh, weyo, oh, weyo. Oh. Ah. Okay. Next. Now, this is what surprised me. How much
2: me. is the pear tree? $15.
1: No, partridge is $15. How much is the pear tree? Take a guess. $10.
2: $189.99. For what kind of pear tree? One that's full grown, and already bearing pears?
1: <clears throat> I, I guess so. Because uh, I bought
2: a pear tree that Aaron let die, and that only cost me $12. It's
1: still alive. I water it.
2: No, that's not mm-hmm. a pear tree outside. The one on the porch is a pear tree that's
1: dead. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but according to this, according to the PNC Wealth Management, a pear tree is one hundred and eighty nine ninety nine. So maybe a full grown, Probably
2: like a well, not full grown, but a, right. a large one.
1: Then you have two turtle doves, and that is a total total price of one hundred and twenty five dollars. Then you get to three French hens. A hundred and sixty-five dollars. Then you have four calling birds, which in parentheses says canaries. So for four canaries, how much do you think that's going to cost? I was like, two hundred dollars. How much? Two hundred dollars. Higher. Four hundred. Higher. I
2: don't know where they're buying what? their birds and shit from, but they're buying it from the rich people stores because you can get canaries from like Pet for like fifty dollars a piece.
1: According to this, four canaries is $519.96. That's
3: outrageous.
1: Are they charging $105 per canary? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I was seeing if it had broke it down, but it doesn't break it down that far.
3: Five golden rings. Now,
1: this is the number that really surprised me. Yes, five golden rings. How much did the five golden rings cost? $500.
2: Five hundred dollars.
1: Close. Up or down? Uh, take take half of five hundred plus five hundred. Seven fifty. Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Now I want to know where you can go get seven or five golden rings, real golden rings.
2: Well, the price of gold is down right now.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. I think
3: silver is higher than gold now, isn't it? No. 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 you are close.
2: But it's, it went down because um, mom tried to sell. My dad's huge gold bracelet, and they, they said it's only worth like six hundred. Well, the actual gold itself is only worth like six hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Did you know if you're buying rings that they're going to charge you the what the ring the gold value is plus whatever they want to charge you? So that seems fair, like seven fifty.
1: Right. Um. Let's see. Six geese a laying.
2: Three hundred dollars. Two ten. Oh wow! Geese are cheaper than canaries. Okay.
1: Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah. Seven swans a-swimming.
2: Sit back. Thank you. Sorry. Seven swans a-swimming. $1,000? Per...
1: Swan? Per swan. Damn. $7,000. Or
2: you could, like, go to, like, a park and steal a swan. <laughs> and just take it home. <laughs> I see them everywhere. Just take breadcrumbs and lead them to your car.
1: For reals. Okay. Eight maids milking.
2: This is what one I want to know.
1: <laughs> How
2: do you hire me? Like, you're a maid, right? How much would you charge me to to milk my cow?
1: 58 bucks. Was that for an hour? <laughs> I don't know. It just says 58 Per
2: person or altogether.
1: Total for eight maids milking is 58 bucks.
2: That's not even minimum wage.
1: <laughs> Hi, Jay. Yeah, it's late. It's 11 o'clock. You know, he podcasted.
2: I know. I read the thing.
1: Okay, nine ladies dancing per performance.
2: $100.
1: $6,294.
2: Per performance?
1: Per performance.
2: Are they like professional strippers?
1: That's what I'm thinking. And then you have, do you remember the next one? Uh, Ten lords lords are are leaping. leaping. Let's see. And that is... Now, you always say... You always hear men would make more than women. But according to this, this isn't true. I'll give you a hint. According to this, ten lords are leaping, which this is per performance, Mm -hmm. is $4,767. So maybe I, they're
2: like they know, maybe they're talking like ballet dancers. That's
1: what I was gonna say.
2: Because ballet dancers make a lot of money.
1: <clears throat> eleven pipers piping per performance. Now you're really gonna sit and think about that one. What, I mean, is it like a flute or bagpipes? Yeah, they, they don't really specify. But for eleven of them, them fuckers are cheap at two thousand five hundred and sixty-two dollars. And then, finally, 12 drummers drumming per performance is...
2: 10,000?
1: How much? 10,000? 10? Yeah. <clears throat> $2,776. Oh, okay. So, and that all... Um, well,
2: it couldn't be 10,000, duh, because it's only 100-something thousand. But...
1: Right. So, yeah, and that adds up... To one hundred and seven thousand three hundred dollars. So, if you've ever ever wanted to know how much it would cost to make the twelve days of Christmas, yeah, twelve days. Can you imagine
2: being like a rich person and falling in love with somebody? The person probably creeped out. Be like, what is this? They come every day, and then then they give them the present. They're like, what would you do with like the milking? Maids' milk. I still I still can't get over this one because that one always was weird to me. Yeah. Hey, why would you want a present of eight maids milking cows? Even back in the day. I don't know. Thanks for the maids' milk. I,
1: I. I mean, to be completely truthful with you, my my mind goes to a very dirty place. But... Right. <laughs> uh, my
3: my mind has been there since we for i I'm like I'm thinking in my head. I'm like. Are they really maids or are they just pregnant maids? (laughs) I don't don't understand.
1: Uh,
3: (laughs) Okay, our next. That'd be something you get your husband.
1: Just saying. (laughs) Okay. This is a good one. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, let's click on it. And as soon as I click on it, I'll give you the title to the, the actual, because I've got it set up for screen, so I'm not tied away. <clears throat> it says, monks, fight at Church of the Nativity, birthplace of Jesus. No? You not feeling it? I'm, I'm confused. Weirded out. Monks fighting.
2: Monks fight at the birthplace? Wait, what? Yeah, at the
1: at the birthplace of Jesus, they think yeah. that's the birthplace. Yeah, they, they they believe it. Okay, I'll give you the title one more time. It says monks fight at church of the Nativity, birthplace of Jesus. So they built a church of where they think that Jesus was born. Yeah,
2: in what country is this in? Bethlehem, Israel. Yeah, they have monks in Israel.
1: Well, we're about to find out. <clears throat> Bethlehem, West Bank. And this is from the Associated Press. The annual cleaning of one of Christianity's holiest churches decorated into a brawl between rival clergy Wednesday. A dozen of monks feuding over sacred space at the Church of the Nativity battled each other with brooms until police intervened.
2: Sounds kind of like Harry Potter. (laughs)
1: The ancient church built on the traditional site of Jesus' birthplace in Bethlehem is shared by three Christian denominations, Roman Catholics, Armenians, it's A-R-M-E-N-I-A-N, Armenians, Armenians. yeah, okay, and then the Greek Orthodox. Wednesday's fight erupted between the Greek and the Armenian clergy, which both sides— They
2: have monks for that? I guess so. When I think of monks, I think of like Buddhism.
1: So do I. I don't I th-
2: think of like the Catholic monks because I don't think they would have those anymore. I, I,
3: I don't know. I, I would think <coughs> that they would have them. Just like well, apparently cause they, they have do. monasteries everywhere.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. But I just, I didn't realize Armenians were a religion.
3: Me neither. I Me neither. They were like a race, or they something. are a race. They are a race. But how would? I don't know. That's weird.
2: So, all three of them share that church? Yes. It's so weird.
1: Wednesday night's fight. That, that sounds like uh, HBO, or not HBO, but Showtime. Showtime does Let's get ready to rumble. Welcome to Wednesday night fights. In this corner, the Orthodox. And in this corner, the Armenians.
2: Sorry. With their brooms.
1: With their brooms, yes. A fight to the death.
2: I don't even say that fighting, it's like bickering. What are you gonna do with a broom? I don't know. Rape well, each other with it. But. I, I was
1: gonna say, you see, with that, my mind goes to Dark Knight um, Returns, where Joker sets up. He's, he takes the pull cue and bricks it. He's like, "We're gonna have trials." <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Okay, the ancient church built on the traditional site of uh, Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. I already read that. Wednesday night's fights erupted between the Greek and the Armenian clergy with both sides accusing each other of encroaching on, on, let me go down to the next page, parts of the church to which they lay claim. That just, I don't know. I mean, that just seems really weird. And why aren't the Americans on this?
2: I know. Why don't they have a part of the church?
1: <clears throat> Probably. After, just,
2: after you after you broadcast this, there's going to be like 20 people going forth to get part of the church. So everybody's going to be in their own little corner <laughs> having their services.
1: <laughs> the monks were tidying up the church. Now, this, okay, you're, let's see, what, you're Greek Roman, you're Armenian, I'm Orthodox, right? We're cleaning, we're all cleaning the church. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's Christmas. I, I'll go and I'll sweep your corner for you. <laughs> and then you're like, you fat fuck, you on my corner. You take my broom. And I'm like, oh, you know, and that's that's how it starts. Maybe. <clears throat>
2: like, I don't want you stepping on my corner of the church, putting your disgusting, filthy body over here.
1: My side is sacred. I don't know why I have this accent.
2: Because <laughs> you think you're Italian, apparently. <laughs>
1: Well I think- Mario. <laughs>
2: we think of Roman Catholics. Yeah, I it's- think of obviously you're gonna think of Italians.
1: We need to save the Princess Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: thinks he's Mario. Uh,
1: uh. <clears throat> All right, let's see. The monks were tidying up the church ahead of the Orthodox Christmas celebration in early January, following celebration by Western Christmas on December 25th. The fight erupted between monks along the border of the respected areas. Some shouts and hurtled brooms. Oh, so they didn't even, like, hit each other. They're like, Hur! you know. They them as javelins <laughs> <Yeah>. and shit. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Olympic status.
3: Like, hey, you messed with my sight. Get, fucking broom through the ear. <clears throat> Get some straw from the fucking bristles
1: stuck in somebody's eye. I was going to say, I was like, Bruno, bring me the knife so I can sharpen the edge of this broom. Then we'll show them who's boss.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. Too.
1: <clears throat> okay, and the, the, this is the funny part. Okay, so you've got three denominations. The Palestine security forces rushed in to break up the melee. So you have three Christian groups fighting. the
2: Palestinians coming, in. And the
1: Palestinians, <laughs> and the, and the the Palestinians are the ones that have to come in and break up the brawl. Yeah. That's they all
2: enough. turn on the Palestinian apparently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I love this one. Um, no serious injuries were reported. Well, no shit. They're throwing brooms at each other. <laughs> A Palestinian police spokesman would not immediately comment. A fragile status quo governs relations among the demonstrations at the ancient church, and to repair or clean a part of the structure is to own it, according to the acceptance practice. That means that letting others clean part of the church could allow one to gain ground. Uh, Yeah. Okay, good. Similar fights have taken place during the same late December cleaning efforts in the past. Tension between rival clergy at the church have been a fact of life there for centuries. Oh, that's starting to sound like a movie, you know. Oh
2: god, here he goes again with another movie.
1: (laughs) No, 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 like a movie trailer. Coming this summer. Tensions between rival clergy at a church have been, in fact, a lifelong century battle and have often been caught up in international politics. Stephen Seagal is the Christmas monk. (laughs) Uh.
2: We don't want more Stephen Seagals.
0: Better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive ten to fifty percent off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell T-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only four ninety-five. Or go into the past and relive the nineties with MythWorks Comics Classics for three ninety-nine. The new MythMart, bigger, better, better. Visit mythmark at wwwmythworkscom mythmark
1: Uh let's see in the 1800s fractions between demonstrations at the church each backed by foreign powers became so fraught that Russian Tsar Nicholas I deployed troops along um let's see along the threatened Turkish sultan who had been favoring the Catholics over the Orthodox Uh, Let's see. Those disagreements threaten the integrity of the church itself, which was originally built 1,500 years ago and parts of which have fallen unto despair. Although the roof has needed urgent work for decades and leaking rainwater has ruined much of the priceless artwork inside, a renovation has been delayed all these years by disagreements among demonstrators over who would pay. (coughs) The Only recently, the Palestinians' authority broken broken the agreement to move ahead with replacing the roof, and officials hope to work will begin in twenty fourteen. Now, that just seems weird. I mean, to be honest with you, because the Palestinians are the bad guys. Okay, they
2: hate they hate uh, everything.
1: Well, they they hate the Jews. You know, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And to say, oh, okay, you know. I'd be like, okay, shalom. We'll they're take the care of it. They're the ones that
2: go in there and like do suicide bombings and stuff.
1: Mm. But they're saying, eh, we'll take care of it. Don't worry.
3: The real bombs the ruins.
1: Okay, let's see. Let's again, i break it up. Let's see. And it goes boom. I'm looking in- at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Where... Uh oh, ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
2: I don't know what's happening, but it's his eight maids of milking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that vein in his forehead. It's freaking <laughs> me out, man. See it? <clears throat>
3: Amazing, in his mind, he's like,
1: Oh, okay, deep breath. <sighs> okay, you ready? Yeah, <clears throat> goats flee nativity scene, still on the lamb.
2: So, goats flee in a nativity scene,
0: uh-huh,
2: and they're still on the land,
1: yeah, you get it goats I lamb. get
2: the pun, <laughs> but I don't understand why that's news
1: uh Fergus Fall, Minnesota, a goat that apparently didn't want to be part of the Minnesota nativity scene has headed for greener pastures. the three year old goat was supposed to have a supporting role in the Bethlehem Church. And Fergus falls. Instead, it escaped its leash Saturday afternoon and remained on the lamb. Mo- Monday, the goat's owner is Jim Arke A A K R E Porque? Of rural Underwood. Underwood. Fuck. Underwood. Not underwear. Underwood. <clears throat> he says he tried to chase it for about two hours, but the lack of the lack of snow made the tracking difficult. The wayward goat has been spotted several times since it escaped, but police haven't been able to collar it.
2: Why is this news? It's a freaking goat. Like so I'm so interested in this. Goat. Goats
3: eat anything. It probably ate the collar. Uh let's see.
1: Ferguson Falls Journal Report says uh, Acker and his wife also provided llamas and two puppies for the service.
2: The end. The end. What the hell? <laughs> They're yeah. is in a small town because anything... I farted the other day. <laughs> I'm getting coffee one. for breakfast. <laughs> like, okay.
1: okay, you didn't like that one, huh? Okay, let's see.
2: I just think it's funny they made they made a news story out of that.
1: <clears throat> so let's see. If you <laughs> it were at twenty thirteen still right, mm-hmm. and if you made a uh, a fruit cake from nineteen forty one, that means it's seventy two years old. Yes, a seventy two year old fruit cake. Okay, mm-hmm. remember World that? War Two cake. What's that? I said it's a World War II cake. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I'm going to hit you it. I wanted to hit him with it. Yeah. 1991 cake in Ohio sells for... 1991 or 41? 41. He said 91. Oh. 1941 Fruitcake Fruit cake in, in Ohio sells for...
2: 20,000.
1: No, no, not that much. Five, five thousand. No, it's not even in the thousands. A hundred. 500 dollars. Ooh, ding, 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 ding! You've got the closest, five hundred and twenty-five dollars for a seventy-two-year-old fruitcake.
2: Well, you have to realize the reason I said like a lot of money is because I always look at these things on eBay, or people sit, like buy the most retarded stuff. Uh huh. Like, oh, buy this haunted mirror for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they freaking sold that, that uh, Virgin Mary grilled cheese for like 100K. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. I know. I've have been, a, I've been it? trying what to... Rep- I read about G-
2: something that had Jesus on it that they sold for like 50K or something. I've been
1: trying to replicate that for years. But it just won't work.
2: They sell them now. I know. They sell the grilled cheese makers that have that.
1: Okay, you ready? <clears throat> Cincinnati. A 1941... Fruitcake has been sold for $525 to an Arizona man in an Ohio company's online auction. Are they gonna eat it? And the money will go to the homeless in Southwest Ohio. Elite Estate Group sold the cake in the auction on its website. The company owner, Larry Chen's, Chen... 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 Chen, Cheney. Cheney. Cheney! God damn it, I got it. Cheney.
2: <laughs>
1: Larry Cheney <laughs> says the man who wanted to remain anonymous, yeah, well, yeah, I would want to too, probably bought the cake as an investment. Cheney says he doubts anyone would eat a 70-year-old fruitcake even though it, is, it was vacuum uh, vacuum-packed and contained rum that probably helped preserve it probably for the first i don't know
2: 50 years
1: maybe the cake was made in 1941 by the kroger company it was returned unopened to the kroger store in 1971 the manager took it home and kept it wait until
2: wait a minute wait a minute they
1: let somebody
2: <laughs> take back a cake yeah. 20 year 30 years later and return it
1: i guess he had the receipt Wait, wait a minute. You want me to read it again? Well, yes. The cake was made in 1941 by the Kroger Company. company. Yeah. It was returned unopened to a Kroger store in 1971.
2: What the fuck? Why would they? Can you imagine like having something from like the even the 80s and going to Kro- going to FoodFest and being like, "Can I return this?" They're gonna be like, "No, you still <laughs>
3: Yeah, we don't even sell that anymore. That's what
2: I'm saying. Like, I can't believe they let them. They probably
1: that was banned no, twenty years was, ago. Was probably,
2: it was probably the manager at the front. He's probably like, ooh, like maybe I can make money off of this. You know what I'm saying? Right. But why did they? Why did the person want to return it? Thirty years <sighs> later, what, they put like arsenic in it with a freaking <laughs> syringe or something.
1: For reals, it says the manager took it home and kept it until recently, when his son was helping him get rid of some stuff. And gave the cake to Cheney. <clears throat> and that's it. That's that's all it gave me.
2: I'm still i I'm still not wrapping my mind around this. Why would you return a cake? After you bought it. Like were they old and like maybe I can make some money off of this to bury my husband. I'm sure what did the cake probably cost? A dollar?
1: <coughs> oh, easily. Back then?
2: In the forties, a dollar. A strange story
1: yeah I told you I had some good stuff. okay, let's see. let's do 25 weird Christmas facts. That sound good yeah okay let's see let me just load it up here okay. No, this isn't the show about the woman who was found with a pot pipe in her vagina. I'm going to go what? here. That's what it, that thing popped up on the screen. Uh. It says, Gelled Woman Found with Pot Pipe in Her Vagina. Okay, here we go. 25 Weird Christmas Facts. Okay. Uh, you're probably not surprised to know that Forbes once declared Santa the world's richest man. But many people don't realize that the manager, the manager where Jesus was born was manger, a major, manger, manger. Sorry, because it's still it's spelled same as manager. Yeah, where where Jesus was born was actually a cave. Those are just a few facts about Christmas that not everybody knows. Here are twenty three more. Okay, so now I'm going to have to go to. The FW.com to get the whole scoop. <clears throat> this is actually, if anybody wants to follow along, you can go to the FW.com forward slash Christmas hyphen facts forward slash. Okay? That way we can all kind of go along with it. Let's see. Number one. Santa Claus's look wasn't created by Coca-Cola. Now, I I hadn't heard anything about that. Had you? I
2: had. They were trying to say that. Because you know how, like, the old Coca-Cola advertisements had, like... They've been doing the Santa Claus Coca-Cola advertisements for years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for decades.
2: Decades. They were trying to say that they, like, (laughs) fabricated how Santa looks. Like, the, the more modern Santa.
1: Ah, okay. It says the Internet age has given rise to a lot of silly unfounded rumors about everything from Walt Disney having his head frozen which i believe to Tommy Hilfiger proclaiming on television that he didn't want minorities wearing his clothes even Santa has fallen victim to this scam despite the fact that he's technically a non-profit some have claimed that Coca-Cola's iconic portrait of Santa has shaped the way we d- describe him to children In reality, he's actually more of an evolutionary figure whose look has been shaped by writers, artists, and even historians. Images of familiar bearded fat men in a red suit appeared in magazines, posters, and ads long before Coke's jolly portrait of old Saint Nick. I did not know that. I didn't know that there was a... You know, that they were saying that Coca-Cola... Yeah.
3: (coughs) They've had, like, fights about this for years. It's been, like, a worldwide
1: controversy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, it says, number two, the New York Knickerbocker, the writer, not the baseball team, helped create the modern America Santa. You mean
2: the basketball team?
1: What did I say? Baseball. Oh, I can't read... If if yeah, we'll just leave it at that. The biggest influence on Santa's modern look and demeanor came more from the popular group of writers who drew ins- inspirations of the, uh, Espa. Let's see, E E P I S C O P A L I A N, Saint. <laughs> The Knickerbockers of New York wanted to reintroduce Santa or St. Nick to the society to provide a cultural counterweight for the commercial bustle and democratic misrule of early 19th century New York. Contributors to the St. Nicholas project included legendary and legend of Sleepy Hollow author Washington Irvin who wrote a Christmas story about giving and generosity for a fictional Bracebridge Hall series in which he describes Santa as a large man in a red suit smoking his favorite pipe. Claremont-Clerk Moore, a contemporary of Irving's, was inspired by this depiction of Santa for his A Visit from St. Nick's poem in which he also declares the traditional Santa We know today. That's interesting. So, Clement Clark Moore didn't want Twas the Night Before Christmas published. Ah, that's... I knew I knew that name from somewhere. That's where the the name comes from. It says, also known as A Visit from St. Nick, the famous Christmas poem that particularly invented the modern concept of Santa, almost stayed in the drawer. Moore, a 19th century author and a classics professor, wrote the poem for his family to celebrate Christmas in 1922, allegedly drawing inspiration from Santa from the pudgy Dutch driver who took his family on a sleigh ride. But Moore never intended for it to be be made public. In fact, a close friend of Moore's actually sent the poem to the Sentinel newspaper where it was published anonymously. The writer felt the poem was beneath his talents and when it was published and became a huge hit, he denied authoring it for 15 years. It was evidently introduced, or no, I'm sorry, it was evidently included in an anthology of Moore's work, Thinks, To the urging of his kids That's Okay If If you're that famous I mean Come on It was the night before Christmas Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you Like it or not If you have a gazillion people saying Oh this is great You're gonna go with it
2: Yeah
1: You'd think Okay Did you know this is number four fact. Santa didn't always have a beard. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Of course, Moore and Company weren't responsible for reinventing or inventing Santa, just enhancing his image. According to the book, One Night Stands Whoa, that that, that sounded dirty. One night stands with American history, seventeenth century Dutch settler. Brought the jolly fat man to America's shores, and their image of Santa was tall, slender, and very dignified, without his tradem- trademark be- beard. He was based on the traditional Dutch winter figure, center uh, class, center class, center class, S I N T E R K A double A S. Oh okay, that was interesting. no uh, kind of. Klaus. Not Klaus, but class. Ja, It sounds more like German.
3: Yeah, it's Santa Claus.
1: It's yeah, never mind.
3: <laughs> it's Santa Claus. Okay, number five. <laughs>
1: No Rads, Santa Tracker, started from an error in newspaper ad. I don't want to read that. Santa's sleigh doesn't travel at the speed of light. Okay. Do we want to know? It teleports. Does it teleport? <clears throat> Despite what you might think about Santa's ability to visit everybody, every boy and girl's home in the world in one night, and if you're over the age of 10... And still scratching your head about it, you might want to evaluate your priorities. It is not an, as astrological of a feat as you might think. Technically, Santa would have 34 hours to complete this task, thanks to the international date line, and according to the United States Department of Energy, his sleigh would have would have had to travel. At least ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the speed of light. Assuming he could visit 800 million houses over the entire surface area of the earth. Alright. Santa has a real postal zip code. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. I do. You're going to get a kick out of it. Every year... Post offices across America, Canada, and other parts of the world are flooded with letters from kids addressed to Santa Claus. The Canadian post office received so many that some postal workers started answering the letters. As the demand increased, the postal service set up a special zip code for XANA as part of the annual Santa Letter Writing Program Literacy Inter- um, in Incentive. The zip code, you ready? Yeah. The zip code is H0H space H0H.
0: What's
2: the zip code for
1: it? Yes, That's ho funny. ho. <clears throat> oh, wait, I said that, that. Damn it! That would have been funny. Oh, well. It's actually. H, zero, H, zero, H, zero. I put too many, one too many H's. All right,
2: so ho, ho, ho.
1: Ho, yes, of course. Santa is the richest, world's richest man. Okay, I just want to see how that figures out. He may not be in the gift-giving business for the big bucks, but Santa still needs money to keep his operations rolling and to pay for the L's dental plan those elf unions are ruthless. Thankfully, Santa's wealth surpasses even Scrooge McDuck's money bin. Forbes compiled a list of world's richest fictional characters and St. Nick topped, topped it with a net worth of infinity. This beats the world's current net wealth holder and Mexican investor Carlos Sims, who only topped out at a, me- at a measly $74 billion. All? Yeah, that's it. No wonder Santa's so jolly. Uh, Donner and Blitzen weren't originally part of Santa's reindeer. We want to hear about that? Sure. Okay. The reindeer that takes Santa on his trip also underwent a rebranding through history. In the original draft, A Visit from St. Nicholas, Donner and Blitzen went by a far more clunkier moniker, Dunker and Blixem.
2: Dunker and Blixem?
1: Uh-huh.
2: <clears throat> Do you know All the Reindeer? No. Do you know All the Reindeer? I used
1: to, but... There's, um, let's see.
2: Without cheating? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's... Uh,
3: on Donner, on Blitzen, on comment on Cupid, on... Happy whoever. and Dopey No, and it's Dasher
2: and Dancer oh. and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen.
1: And? Queer.
2: And Rudolph, the most important reindeer of all.
1: Thank you for setting me up. Number 10, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created as a promotion for Montgomery Wards. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. Excuse me. Speaking of Rudolph, the most famous of Santa's reindeers came to life as part of a commercial promotion. His first appearance was in a story written in 1939 by ad copywriter Robert L. May that was published in a Montgomery Wards department store promotional booklet given out to children visiting Santa. How do you like that? Wow.
2: When he became super famous and they owned the rights.
1: Here's a shocker. In fact, I think we might have actually talked about this before our last Christmas episode. Jesus Christ wasn't born on December 25th. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about it? We did, I think. Oh, I thought so. Okay, how about number 12? St. Nicholas is more than just a patron saint of children. The man who inspired Santa and practically the entire Christian holiday may portray the beauty of giving and helping children in need. But Catholics in the seven countries recognize him as much more than just the patron saint of kids. According to legend, the real St. Nicholas did such good deeds as giving money to men's daughters who could could avoid a life of prostitution and rescuing three children from a crazy butcher. The book... Saints Preserved Encyclopedia of Relics also reveals that jolly old Saint Nick is also the patron saint of unmarried women, prisoners, thieves, and pawnbrokers. Apparently Santa's naughty or nice wasn't a bit more flexible back in the day. Wow. I I would think he was... uh, Apparently he was a pimp. Number 13... Xmas does not remove Christ from Christmas. Many publications and ads like to print um, Xmas to prevent them from scaring away non Christian customers. But if they knew the true origin of the word, they'd probably opt for a full version and call it a day. According to from Adam Apple to Xmas, the essential vocabulary guide to politically correctness. The word Christianity was spelled X A I N I T Y originally uh, in the 1100s, which was symbolic for Christ.
2: So X means Christ.
1: X means Christ.
3: I can
2: see
1: that. Okay. You hear my daughter. Uh, she's awake at 11.34 at night.
2: for as all can be.
1: Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Because I'm actually running out of battery juice here. Okay, I got a half an hour left. That's what it says.
3: That's not how much it's worth, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like half an hour left. Let's man. see.
1: Mayhem. Uh, Five minutes later. See, Massachusetts patrons actually banned Christmas by law. What? Cable news networks love to roll out stories about the never-ending war on Christmas uh, by showing how business and governments are trying to be politically correct by referring to the Christmas season as the holidays. But there was one group who nearly did that. The Grinch failed to accomplish. They stopped Christmas from coming. The early American Puritans of Massachusetts enacted a law of 1659 that made it illegal to celebrate Christmas. Since Puritans didn't believe it to be the true date of the Savior's birth. The law carried a punishment of five shillings.
2: Shillings? Yeah. Is that getting switched? No, money. Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, let's see. Did you know Jingle Bells was written for Thanksgiving, not Christmas? Really? Yeah. Why? All right, let's go for it. It's hard to go more than five minutes without hearing a familiar tone of Jingle Bells running through your head during the month of December. The truth is that you should have been hearing it in November. According to the Mental Floss magazine, that's Mental, M-E-N-T-A-L, Floss, F-L-O-S-S, magazine, composer James Lord Pierpoint wrote the song in 1850s to play for his Boston Sunday School class during Thanksgiving as a way to commemorate the famed Medford Slay race. There you go.
2: That's weird.
1: The man who wrote the melody a night before, Clif- a night before Christmas and oh, holy night was Jewish. Really? <clears throat> Mistletoe was once believed to be an aphrodisiac. <laughs> what? Okay, let's go with that one. Everyone hopes that they'll be able to steal a kiss under the underneath the staple of the holiday flora, but some hoped it would help them get a whole lot more. The poisonous fruit-bearing plant has long been a but symbol. To
2: eat it Wait, is that what you're trying to say? Uh huh. Oh my god. Uh,
1: a symbol of fertility and fertility. But the Druids actually believed it worked as a physical aphrodisiac. The spirited use of the plant gathered during the winter solstice actually led to the kissing tradition that continues to make drunken office parties extremely awkward the world over. Okay, let's see, buying 12 gifts. Okay, we already covered that one uh Kennedy canes used to be pure white Teddy Roosevelt banned Christmas trees at the White House Do you care about that one mm-hmm. did, did he order them to put giant teddy bears up instead Uh let's see today the White House annual Christmas tree lighting is a hollow tradition but try telling that to Teddy Roosevelt who didn't think the event was majestic in fact he found it so infatuating that he enacted a total ban on putting up a tree in the White House during his term. In fact, in 1902, Roosevelt's son, Archie, snuck his own Christmas tree into the house, which he hid in his closet. Was the 26th president a Scrooge? Nope, just an avid outdoorsman and controversialist conservatist, conservative who found deforestation revolting. Jesus was actually born in a a cave because a major was a cave. Next. Christmas was an official holiday in, in America until... You'll be surprised by this. The 70s. Which 70s? The 1870s. Right, 1870. You got that one. Good deal. And then finally, number 25... Iceland has 13 Santas, including one that kidnaps children. What? <laughs> I
3: heard about that, actually.
1: There was a whole book on that. Really? Yes. Uh, it says, if you thought making children believe in one Santa Claus was hard enough, be thankful you don't live in Iceland. Their Christmas tradition has 13 Yuletide lads who either have presents or pull pranks on children during the 26-day holiday season as a reward or punishment for their behavior. For instance, Gaila is a horrifying old woman who kidnaps children on Christmas if they've been naughty, though technically that really is more than a present for the parents. And that's it. That's pretty much everything. All right, let's just bring up the counter because I completely closed the counter. Oh, yeah, we're we're good. So let's just go ahead and cut it right there and say Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry, Merry
2: Christmas. Christmas.
1: <laughs> and for this week, I am David K. Montoya.
2: I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren.
1: And I'm Erin Illich. And if you just don't celebrate Christmas, you're seeing red. Total red all through the show. And, then and
2: everywhere else around, because red is a Christmas color.
1: Yes. We'll see you on what?
2: Twenty fourteen.
1: No, uh, we'll we'll be back December thirtieth, right before we hit twenty fourteen. Okay, and we'll do our New Year show. Okay, so we'll see you then. Good night.
0: Good night. Welcome to Seed Rail.